Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, you ready? Let's go. From Fox 4 News in Kansas City. Are we rolling? Are we on? Hello. I'm Nick Vassos. <laughs> this is Signal Hill. Hello, everybody. Nick Vassos on Signal Hill. Today, we're going to welcome in our Fox War film critic, Sean Edwards. We're going to be talking about the uh, changing landscape of streaming services. How many streaming platforms are there now for all of us to choose from? What types of content are they providing? Are these services changing the game of the way that we view television? What are the costs? What kind of content is out there? How many streaming services did you have three years ago? How many streaming services do you have today? Let's ask our Fox War film critic, Sean Edwards. How many streaming services did you have three years ago, and what do you have today? Let's see. three. That's a great question. How many streaming services did I have three years ago? I had Netflix 1, Hulu 2, Amazon 3, and HBO Go 4. And what do you have today? I think I have the same four. Same four today? I think I have the same four today. Um, the definition of streaming's changed in the past three years because I also streamed some sports content on ESPN and I streamed some basketball content on NBA TV. Those are like minor streaming services, but the majors, I still have the same four. But if you were to ask me that question again in about three months, (laughs) I could double up. (laughs) It seems to me, Sean, that in the last three years, that's been the the, the the metamorphosis of the way that we watch television. You know, people are getting rid of their cable bills and they latch it onto streaming services, and now your streaming services prices are going up, and you got to pick what well, you're going to keep and what you're going to throw away. I don't think it's so much that the streaming prices are going up per outlet. I just think there's more streaming services to choose from, and in order to have access to all the content you need and all the content you want, you're going to have to have more services. So that's going to increase the price overall yep. because that's ex- yep, that's in, what the, it- in the future I mean, it, it all depends on your lifestyle like if like if you're an adult you need one type of service if you have kids you're going to need another type of service if you're in the sports or indie films or marvel films or pixar film it, you're, you're going to need a lot of different services to satisfy your content needs and that's when it starts to get costly because each of these services comes with a monthly fee and then and, and they're, they're tiered. We'll get into it. And they're tiered differently because you can have a service where your programming is interrupted with ads, or you can pay a little more and not have the ads, or you can pay monthly, or you can pay yearly. It's it's gonna it's it's starting to become like a a complicated algebra problem because it's it's a lot out there, and it's going to be even more. I mean, there are about to be a gazillion streaming services. 
I know. Like, it's it's going to be hard. And what also is so complicated when you talk about streaming, you're, you, you need to talk about your devices, whether you're streaming on That's your true. phone or you're streaming at home on your, with, your, with your cable <laughs> provider. Right. Because if you're streaming on your phone and say you're using a bunch of data and your plan will throttle you back once you get to a certain data, That's you, true. then some of your streaming services are not going to be. So, I mean, this, this whole picture is just getting so convoluted. It's well, hard the, to keep up. Well, yeah. Well, the way people are intaking content is, is completely different different than the way we did it three years ago and I, I think the the one area that's where this is going to have the most impact are the way that people go and watch movies because that whole theatrical model where movies come out every friday you know they're they're new movies every friday and you get off your couch and you get into your car and you drive to the multiplex and you spend a bunch of money on concessions and you go in and watch a movie. You know, Friday night used to be like Friday date night at the movies. Mm-hmm. That's gone, man. That's that's almost like the 50s. Like that's that's gone. <laughs> that is so gone because what streaming allows people to do is to watch what they want to watch, when they want to watch it, how they want to watch mm-hmm. it. And that's completely changed the game. Sean, let's get specific here. You know, I, I did a, I did just kind of an informal <laughs> right. search about how many streaming services oh, are right. out there. So, so many. I, I guess there's over a hundred. I, I, I would assume. If you bre- no, if you break it down with some of the smaller ones, yeah. But if, if you're if you're talking major streaming services, yeah. they're about to be easily two dozen. Wow, and that's a that's a lot for people to comprehend. So let's take a let's take a a, a big bite or maybe a small bite here, and <laughs> okay. let's talk about some of the biggies here. Netflix, yeah, Disney is one that you, we're going to need to talk a lot about, Disney and then plus Walmart's streaming service. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I guess let's start with Netflix. What do we, uh, you know, Netflix is doing their own films. We saw the latest trailer drop from uh, Zach Galifianakis right, uh, recently, right. right? Well, Netflix is probably in terms of streaming services. Netflix is the Visine, the Kleenex, the uh, of, of streaming services. Because when people stream anything, they're like, I'm Netflixing and chilling, but it could be watching something on Amazon Prime. Gotcha. Or someone's like, I'm Netflix and chilling, or it could be watching something on HBO Go. So clearly, right now, Netflix has the advantage because they're the better known brand. Like, most people know Netflix and what Netflix is as a whole. Now, when it comes down to specific programming that Netflix offers, that's where you come across some confusion Mm -hmm. because like you mentioned earlier you mentioned disney plus now netflix used to show disney movies right in tv series but not anymore and see that's where the confusion is going to happen is i think people are going to get confused on where they can find certain tv series or certain movies because they're going to be on different platforms but right now as we're speaking netflix is the most known and Netflix probably, I think Netflix has the most users, the month, the most monthly users. Mm-hmm. And Netflix is raking in a ton of money. And like you mentioned, yes, Netflix, they produce original TV series. They produce original movies. And they're really making a big impact in the content game because they're producing some really high quality stuff. I mean, I, I've reviewed several of their TV series and the stuff that they're doing on the original side is fantastic. And they could have easily four or five movies that compete for Best Picture at this year's Academy Awards. So they're making high-quality stuff like The Irishman, which has Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, and all these great you know actors. And they, they have a movie called The Laundromat, and they got Eddie Murphy's latest movie, My Name is Dolomite. They, they have a ton of original stuff that's like high-caliber that's, that's going to 
like, well, doesn't make money at the box office, but they're going to get some views, <laughs> which is always up for dispute because they don't really release numbers on how many people are viewing the TV series and the movies. But they're going to get a lot of attention because they have some great movies coming out and they constantly are releasing fantastic TV series. Is the Academy okay? Or still? Not at all. Uh, but not, okay. not at all. So, is the there going to be a break battle. at some point between this? I don't know. Remember last year, Netflix had Roma and they right. pushed Roma as close as you can possibly push a movie to win best picture without actually winning best picture um the thing that the movie industry doesn't like about netflix is that they sort of disrupt the whole distribution model of showing movies in theaters because netflix has that ability to put everything up so that they can stream to the world and hollywood has these strict rules about how long a movie should run theatrically in a movie theater before it can be released on vod video on demand or or be sold as a as a dvd or blu-ray and netflix they don't they don't play ball like they're like yeah we'll we'll run our movie theatrically so it can qualify for the academy awards but you know 15 or 20 days after that you can stream it. And Hollywood's like, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. We need you to hold off for like 90 days. And Netflix is like, no. And there's this constant battle too, especially with old school filmmakers that believe every movie should be seen on the big screen in the theater. They're like, God forbid you're going to watch The Irishman on your phone. Which I kind of agree with, but... Mm -hmm. If you don't have the time to go to the multiplex to see The Irishman, then watching it on your phone is, if you want to watch it that way, watch it that way. But a lot of people, they don't believe in that. And some high-profile people have been very upset about that, including Steven Spielberg, that like are really anti-Netflix. And a lot of the people that vote for the Academy Awards are really anti-Netflix, which is why Green Book won Best Picture and Roma didn't. Uh, so the majority of Academy members, you think, are against Yeah, because the Netflix. majority of Academy members skew older. So there's still oh, okay. still this there's still this divide. You still have this divide between old school and new school. Mm -hmm. Now remember, now we're raising a generation <laughs> of people who only know that you have the option to watch movies the way you want to watch them, whether it's on your phone, on your tablet, on your laptop, <laughs> on your TV at home. So in in time that will change. But for a lot of the old school Academy members, they're like, nah. If it's not on the big screen, it don't count. And they're not, you know, and they vote against anything Netflix. Netflix has had several movies that have been up for Academy Awards. And it's getting closer and closer each year. And like I said, this year they could have four or five movies during awards season that are in play. Why won't Netflix release streaming numbers? Can they not count all the people no, that are watching? You know what? That's the great question. And if I knew that answer, if you knew that answer, we would be packing our bags and moving to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> we would have the answer to the million-dollar question. I don't I don't know. They, they sort of kind of released some numbers earlier this year when they had the movie Bird Box starring Sandra Bullock and a couple other titles, but they don't do it on a regular basis. How, like, you know, every Monday on Fox 4 News, we release the box office numbers where, you know, like mm -hmm. Lion King made $50 million this weekend and Hobbs and Shaw made $35 million this weekend. Netflix doesn't do that. So it's really kind of hard to tell, like, 
know what the true numbers are. I mean, how many people are actually watching their movies? How many people are actually watching their their TV series? The one number that they will always throw out there is how many people are paying that monthly subscription, which is close to about 120 million people paying. Wow. <laughs> I wow. Mean, yes. That's why everyone's jumping into this game. It's very it's very lucrative because on Netflix it's 8.99 for the basic package, 12.99 for the standard package and 15.99 for HD. No matter how you slice that, even if everyone had the basic package, 8.99 times 120 million every month. It's a lot of money. <laughs> that is a large well, pile of money. Well, that's why they're able to produce so much original content. I mean, they're just churning out original content because they always knew that down the road that the other major studios that used to provide them with content were mm-hmm. going to start their own streaming services, which Disney Plus is the biggest out of all of that. Because out of all the – most people don't really know who the movie studios are. I mean, most people don't know the difference between Warner Brothers, Sony, Paramount. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the one studio that most people know and the one streaming service that can possibly give Netflix the most competition will be Disney Plus. Let's talk about it. Yeah, we, we ha- yeah, we so, really happy because Dis- Disney Plus is the one that's about to launch. It launches in November. It's it's the it's the brand name that can compete with Netflix. People know Disney, mm-hmm. and the reason why Disney is going to be so powerful is because Disney owns franchises, and not just any old franchises. They own beloved franchises. They own the Marvel catalog, which is huge. They own the Star Wars catalog, which is even bigger. I mean, they, you know, they they own Pixar, which all they do is produce classics. And Disney has this tremendous back catalog of movies that most people already know. Now, the one problem with that is it kind of makes Disney Plus sounds like a greatest hits right. <laughs> platform. It, yep, because it's all stuff that you you've pretty much seen before. You already know, but. They are going to be producing new content, not at the rate that Netflix does, not right now. So when Disney Plus first goes online, it's going to look a little barren compared to what you're used to seeing with like Netflix. Because sometimes Netflix can be over overwhelming for people because there's so much. It's so it's it's almost too much stuff, right? And you you got to weed through it to find. You really do have to weed through to find the good stuff. It's like it's so so much stuff, but. Disney Plus, they're going to produce some original stuff. I mean, they're going to come hard, and they're going to rely a lot on the brands that people are used to. Like, one of their original titles is going to be based off the high school musical movies. Mm, okay. So it's new content, mm-hmm. but it's also familiar content. And that's the that's the game they're playing, just like they're going to produce a new series based off of Star Wars. So it's it's familiar, but it's an original series. So you kind of already know what to expect, but you're getting something new, which, in my opinion, is a brilliant play. Right. If, if you're going, if you're going to start a new service, it's, it's it's a great play. And also, the Disney Plus service is also going to skew more toward families, because they're going to have a lot of entertainment options that kids can watch, families can watch together. And I think that's going to be that that's a win, and that's what's going to make Disney Plus very successful. And they're going to cha- they're going to challenge Netflix because Disney's big right now. Because all they produce are hits. There's this their studio this year. It's yeah, because we did insane. it. We talked about it. Yeah, it's an, it's it's absolutely it's it's more than insane. It's like it's it's somewhere in the neighborhood. It might be north of eight billion dollars. Easy, 
Easy. So, so Sean, what's going to happen to to my content that I have on uh, Netflix right now? That is a uh, that is a, a, a Disney franchise. It's gone. What? What? So, so what happens when when they flip the switch in it's November? Gone. It's what, gone. Is it, it, most of the stuff's already been evaporating. Because last night I watched Solo with my son last night, right. and it's on. It, it's we've, still we've on got Netflix. it. It's still on Netflix. It's still yeah, still on Netflix. Still on Netflix. You know, what? and I, I think it's just going to all slowly like because I don't know the sp- each different title has a different sort of like contract. Mm-hmm. But at some point, it's all going to be gone. So if you downloaded it, you won't have access to it anymore. So you better watch it now. You know, just watch all that stuff now. And, you know, Disney isn't the only one because Warner Brothers is starting their own service. You can't fault these studios for doing this. It's their content. content. Netflix has been making a pile of money off of them. But the one thing Netflix did benefit the studios with is that it provided a central. Here's where the problem lies. Netflix provided a central location. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, people don't know movie studios. So, say for instance, I name a movie like Terminator Salvation. Do you know what studio produces Terminator Salvation? Warner Brothers. They do. But if you don't know that, that was a guess, by yeah, the way. But if you don't know that, <laughs> yeah. But if you don't know that, because pretty soon, like Warner Brothers is going to have a service, Paramount's going to have a service, Sony's going to have a service. If you don't know the specific studio, it's going to be hard to find this content. And, and and if, say, you want to watch Terminator Salvation, but you don't have the Warner Brothers platform, are you going to go out and get it just to watch one movie? I don't I don't know. But because if you get if you get because now we're getting back to where people were cutting the cord because the average yes. cable bill was way past one hundred dollars, two hundred a month. Easy. Easy. But now you're getting back to where if you get all these different services, you're right back where. Two hundred a month, uh, yeah. Except when you paid that two hundred dollar cable bill, what did you do? It was one click and it was paid. Yeah. But now you're going to make like ten, fifteen clicks a month to mm-hmm. pay all these people. Like that's a lot. To, that's a lot to keep up with. So I, I envision there's probably going to be some turf battles out here. And let's take for example the latest Spider-Man film that's out there, right? <laughs> right. So you've got uh, so it's, it's par- partially owned by Disney, and then also Sony has got a piece of it too, right? And they're, they're they both used studios. to. Sony took the rights back. So, so, <laughs> Sony took the rights back for Spider-Man. For Spider-Man, but Disney. What does Disney have? Don't, doesn't Disney have a hold of the Spider-Man? No, they they had a they had a partnership where Sony was like, okay, it's we'll let you use Spider-Man so that you could put him in your. Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that Disney was producing, but now Sony took the rights back and they're going to put out Spider-Man movies on their own. Why not? Because it made a billion dollars well, this year. It's always over money. <laughs> it's all about money. <laughs> it's you all know? about money. Every, right, right, right. The world is about Cause money. Because Sony's like people are going to come see Spider-Man movies regardless of whether or not it's part of the whole process that Disney has produced that became so successful or not. Mm-hmm. So it's it's, it's do, a turf war. Do you think Disney service is going to be good? I mean, are you looking forward to it? Do I you think, think Disney... Do you think be- no, the Disney Plus service is going to be great for the reasons that, that I talked about earlier because they own all these great franchises that people love. So because they have the Marvel catalog and the Star Wars catalog mm-hmm. and the Pixar catalog and the National Geographic catalog, so they have great stuff for family viewing. And they have classic titles in their back catalog. So like if, if, if you have kids particularly, the Disney Plus service is going to be fantastic. It's it's just it's just family driven. You know, just like how Netflix is great adult entertainment. Although they do have stuff on there for mm-hmm. kids. I mean, I just think it's the the way this is playing out is gonna be Netflix versus Disney Plus. All these other services, I don't know how they're gonna be able to 
like build their brand. Like, they're going to get lost in the in the in the clutter because I mean you you got CBS All Access coming. You got the DC Universe is going to have their own <laughs> streaming service. What's that? What is the DC Universe? All the Batman, Superman, oh! Aquaman stuff. <laughs> Oh my god. Yes, that's what I'm seeing. It's it's, it's dizzy and like that's coming on board soon. It's it's going to be 7.99 a month or 74.99 a year. It's a lot it's a lot. Then you got HBO Max is coming on board. Like can can you just name off any HBO show other than Game of Thrones right off the top of your head? No. It's confusing. Yeah. I It's super it's super. And then remember you still have Hulu that's in play. Hulu's very popular. Although Disney Plus is going to have a package deal where you can get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus together for like twelve ninety nine a month. It's like, that's, that's ESPN's got to find a way to make some money because their television brand is hurting right now. They're, well, they're, yes, you, know? you can tell, and you yeah. can you can tell that ESPN's not making a lot of money because man, the talent on, <laughs> on Sports Center is, is at an all time low. But no, there's a that's what I'm saying. There's this this whole this this streaming thing. It's it's very complex, and it's going to be very competitive. Uh, we mentioned earlier Walmart's streaming service. Yes. How does Walmart hope to get into this game? What, what, what's going on? What are they doing? Well, you got to remember, back in the day, Walmart was responsible for the largest percentage of DVD sales of any outlet in the world. They sold so many DVDs that they... Hollywood courted them because back in the day, the importance of DVD sales relied on shelf space placement. <laughs> so you remember how you would walk in Walmart and mm -hmm. as soon as you walk in, you see this huge men in black bin <laughs> with the big Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Pro that didn't happen by accident. Like the studios heavily, heavily courted Walmart for specific shelf space because they moved a lot of units. So they want to get back in this game with streaming because they're they're a well-known brand and they're also going to get into producing original content because they have cash. Say what? Yes. Walmart? Yes, Walmart movies are coming. They have cash. That's that's the thing. They're going to build a studio in Benville, Arkansas? I don't know if they're going to build a studio, <laughs> but they definitely have the cash dot. They're going to do the same thing Netflix has done where they're probably going to call like Quentin Tarantino and call you know, Martin Scorsese. It's, I mean, same thing that Apple TV. I mean, Apple TV courted, like, you know, they got Jennifer Aniston right, and okay. Oprah Winfrey. They're just, everybody, all these outlets are courting, like, A-list talent to produce for them. Like, like Netflix. Netflix have the Obamas. The, mm -hmm. the Obamas mm -hmm. just executive produced a documentary that has a really, really good chance of winning an Oscar. So the Obamas could win an Oscar, <laughs> like so. Wow. You have all these. You have all these streaming services courting A-list talent. Like I think Oprah and Steven Spielberg are down with like Apple TV, which hasn't gone online yet, but it'll be nine ninety nine a month. And they've got that big hit TV series called The Morning Show. Yeah. That they're really pushing. A lot of people want to see that. I a know. A lot of people want to see that. We've been talking so about it. If you want to see it bad enough, you're going to drop nine ninety nine. Wow. <laughs> for, the, for the Apple TV service. But yeah, there, all these different streaming services are courting A-list talent to produce TV series, movies, and documentaries for them. That's the, that's the second tier battle. The first battle is the battle for eyeballs. Like how mm -hmm. many monthly subscribers can we get? And more importantly, retain. 
the second fight out in Hollywood, which is why people are right now, this is the best time to be a content creator ever because people are getting paid because they're bidding wars. It's like, you know, should I go to Disney Plus or should I go to Apple TV or should I go to Amazon Prime or should I go to Hulu? Should I go to Netflix? Who am I going to produce for? Because all of these platforms need what? Content, content, content. And they need original content because original content is going to drive the future because you can only rely so much on back catalog, which is why, you know, the Disney Plus, they're going to do well. But I'm just a little nervous that they're relying a little too heavily on their back catalog. Mm-hmm. Because how many times am I, am I going to go back and watch, you know, Captain America Winter Soldier? Or how many times am I going to go back and watch Up? Like <laughs> maybe yeah. two times, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Not, like, I mean, I'm I watch like, all of it. You no, know, I mean, I've seen all the Pixar yeah. movies. I've seen all the Marvel movies. I've seen all the Star Wars movies. So I'm more inter- point. I'm more interested in the original content. So when they said they had this Star Wars series, it's going to be original content. I'm like, I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not excited about going back and watching the Star Wars prequels. I would never be excited about that. But the original stuff is what gets me excited. That's why I'm such a a, a huge fan of Netflix. Like, I don't watch a lot of, like, catalog stuff on Netflix. I watch a lot of their new stuff. Like, I'll watch a series like Mindhunter. It's new. It's fresh. Oh, my gosh. That great. is such a good no, series. No, and it's a it good series. No, and it's yep. a good series. Like, that's why I'm so interested in their movies. Like, I, I, want, I want to see new stuff. And I, you know what? I like watching movies on the big screen because, like, most movies should be seen on the big screen. But... If I don't have much time, I don't mind watching at home or, you know, or sometimes I like to create my own narrative, you know, because I don't want to be beholden to the the times that, are, that the movies are being shown at a theater. If I watch a movie on Netflix, I can start at 5, 13 p.m. I can also push pause. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I can bring my own food in, mm-hmm. you know, into the, the TV room or the living room or the movie room or the bedroom. I mean, there there are some advantages to the streaming. And like you said, there's a whole generation who want to watch things when they want to watch it, how they want to watch it, and what they want to watch it on. So, like I said, the biggest impact that all of this streaming is having is going to be on the theatrical model, but it's also going to create a huge impact on people's wallets because you're going to have to make some. You're going to. No one's going to rock with all these. <laughs> like, exactly. No one. No. No one's getting. No one's going to have Amazon Prime, Apple TV, CBS All Access, DC Universe, Disney Plus, HBO Max, Hulu, NBC Universal, Netflix, Quibi, Epics Now, HBO Now, Showtime, Stars, BET, Acorn, BritBox, AMC Premier, ESPN Plus, Fox Nation, Hallmark, like all of these. It's like no. There's no way. Holy avalanche, Batman! That's a lot of streaming <laughs> services. A lot of there. services. <laughs> so I can see. I envision. Uh, I envision. Say like, oh, there's a show out there that I'm not a member of the streaming service, but I really want to see this show. Okay, Nick, if you fork over eight ninety nine, you can watch the show. Okay, so I fork over my eight ninety nine. Right. I watch the show and then I drop the service. <clears throat> is that something that. that is that something that. Retaining viewers, I think, is what you mentioned That's what earlier. I said. Retaining viewers is going to be the trick because a lot of these services have trial periods. Like Amazon Prime has a thirty-day trial period. CBS Access is like has oh. seven-day trial period. And but here's the thing: most people forget to cancel. So I mean, so me included. I don't want to. Like, I'm not trying to play Russian roulette <laughs> with streaming services. Like, what day did I get Because I got it on March 23rd. So is it April 23rd yet? Right. I mean, you're playing Russian roulette with that. I mean, you forget. So that's what they're. But that's what they're counting on. I mean, you, people are going to forget. I mean, it's retention. Retention is going to be the key. Or services that 
fulfill another niche. Like Amazon Prime is not really about Amazon Prime. It's about people who like to shop, and then Amazon Prime is like a bonus. So it's it's worth having it because then you get other perks. Right. So, you know, that's that's pretty clever. So I'm, I'm curious. They haven't released a lot of details on Apple TV, but I'm curious to see, like, how that's they they got to throw in some other perks with that to help people want to keep it. See, some of these others, I don't know. Like, why would you want to keep DC Universe? I mean, I don't think some of these are going to have a harder time. Or like Hulu, how it's bundling with Disney Plus and mm-hmm. ESPN. I think the bundle's the way to go. But you would have to have some of these platforms sort of team up. It's just it's going to be, it's it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really competitive. But I just know Netflix has the advantage. Netflix is the biggest brand. The Netflix button's already on most people's television remotes. Like they're they're out there now. How much they lose because all these other services sort of chip away is to be determined. You know, Sean, when you and I were growing up, we had four channels <laughs> had on our four our tel- stations. That we man. had four stations. It and was everybody so- watched the same thing. It was at the same time. We gather around the television. <laughs> Not you know, anymore. Get the popcorn. It was so simple. It was. How many times have you had a conversation with someone and they've asked you, do you watch this? And you're like, I've never even heard of it. Right. <laughs> Hundred, many, many times. Many times. And so November comes around. You're going to have... You're gonna have uh, your your you're gonna have your four stations, of course, and then all the other UHF stations that you might want to choose from. You got your cable if you're a cable person, <laughs> uh, and then you're gonna have your streaming services. There is just a gigantic mountain of choices for people choices. to choose from. A, there are a lot of choices. Can, can you give consumers or anybody watching this, a, you know, an idea about how to navigate this? Is there is there one one place to go there that isn't. you get that? There is that, that, that can help you choose maybe what you want. There's not, and that's the thing. And when you research it, everyone has a different opinion. And like I said, like there's no such thing as a monolithic family. So you may have one person who like they like a lot of content that's on Amazon, or another person that likes a lot of content that's on Netflix, or the kids like a lot of the stuff that's on Disney Plus. I mean, are you a sports fan? So you need ESPN Plus. It's it's going to be. It's really going to be tough because hard decisions are going to have to be made. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Right now, the streaming services are betting on star talent. Mm-hmm. That's why they're, they're, they're scooping up. They're like, we got Oprah. <laughs> Oprah can do it. We got Spielberg. Spielberg can do it. We got Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese can do it. So they're betting on star talent to sort of like, drive the marketplace to their platforms. Disney Plus is a little different because they have franchise power. And they're counting on franchise power. They're counting on the love of Marvel, the love of Pixar, the love of Star Wars to sort of like lead the charge. And it'd be interesting to see which model is more successful. Is it actual human star talent or is it franchise star talent that sort of like leads the way and dictates which way people go. So this battle between Disney Plus and Netflix is going to be very interesting, particularly in the first couple of years. They see how it all shakes out. Now, how these other platforms survive, I'm not sure. I guess it's just going to be the, the quality of the content. But there have been a couple of shows that I want to see on platforms that I don't have, and it's not enough to move me to subscribe to that service. It's just not. Like, what would be enough to move you? I don't know yet. I'm 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 swimming in this new landscape like everyone else. This is, I mean, it's 
this is uh, this has changed the way that Russ and I actually like review stuff. I mean, we now review stuff that streams because everything's not theatrical anymore. Remember, we used to get to show up in the screening room on Friday and it was all good. Right. You have two or three new movies. Hey. <laughs> See you later. Now it's stuff popping up. I mean, you know, we we do interviews with people in Netflix movies and Amazon movies and Paramount Television movies. It's 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 changing the way we deliver yeah, information people to, go to the people. Go to your YouTube channel because you guys yeah, put all, all your stuff of, there. Yeah, we put all the stuff on the YouTube channel. But there's a lot, and we're still trying to we're still trying to figure it out. You know, what constitutes a feature release now, and when do you talk about it? Because the stuff's I mean, you know, Netflix stuff can pop up at any time. It's not just Friday anymore. It's 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 changing the dynamic. It's completely, and then you, you have good stuff. You have <clears throat> fantastic TV series that people are out there talking about that you can't ignore. So you have to talk about it all. So even just covering the entertainment industry has changed a lot because of the amount of content that's being produced and the amount of content that's available. And even us studying to understand which platform released which title, it's a lie. I mean, because remember, we're used to just dealing with seven major studios. Right. And now you got... Well, um, and they would all reach out to you and yeah, contact right. all and the critics. And exactly. And of course, they would run all of the ads for yes, these. Yes. How are these. How are these streaming services, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, uh, CBS Access, even uh, maybe some of the lesser ones, uh, DC Universe, how are they going to market themselves out there? That's a great there? question. That's a great question. In terms of what Russ and I do, the thing that's happening with a lot of these streaming services is they're poaching marketing talent from the seven major studios because like when we deal with netflix a lot of people we deal with used to work at paramount used to work oh, at universal used okay. to work at warner brothers the same thing with like amazon like the people running amazon studios used to work at the seven major hollywood studios so they're poaching talent on the marketing side as well and a lot of these streaming services are using some of the same marketing tactics that the major studios use so it's it's all reciprocal and it's same thing with award season like you know, the Netflix awards team came from major studios, so the same tactics they use to promote movies during awards time, Netflix is doing the same thing. Like, if you fly out to L.A. and you look at all the billboards, you know, Netflix has just as many billboards as Warner Brothers and Paramount and Sony promoting movies that they want to be considered for awards. So it's it's all mixed in together. It's just a lot more. Wow. So, so Netflix is basically using the movie studio model to market their own products, right? Is 100%. that ba- basically how they do it? 100%. Television, 100%, internet. 100% billboards. Billboards, whole, all of that. 100%, yes. Wow. That is that is correct. You know, one thing that I, that I thought, I, I saw the trailer for, what's, uh, Zach, what's the new movie that dropped on uh, Netflix just the other day? Two Ferns? Uh, yeah. It, that, that one Right, two. What's it called? I'm having a between two ferns. Between two ferns. I couldn't forgot the between part. You know, Sean, that they've got a lineup of talent that I have not seen that's, advertising a movie ever. Now that might move me to go. Get and that's a, what I was a, a saying. They're, they're, you know? they're, the the streaming services are going after a list talent. Like that. That's just the beginning. They're, they're going after all of these talented people and putting them in movies. And I think that's going to be the way that they drive people to their platforms. Cause that's just the beginning. I mean, you got like the, my name is Dolomite movie with Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes. And as I mentioned earlier, you have the Irishman with, you know, Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro. See, there's so much good content out there that you don't realize is out there. It's It's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot, but the star power, like I've never seen so many stars working all at the same time. Because there's so much content being produced. It's just a matter of which platform is going to have the most. <laughs> and that's where I think most people are going to go. 
We'll, we'll see. It's it's a lot of there's a lot of content. But on the downside now, we haven't talked about the downside of a lot of content. Yeah. There's some good stuff out there. There's also a lot of bad and mediocre stuff too. <laughs> so you got it's not all great. <laughs> you got a few of them you want to drop here? No, nah, I'm, I'm not going to call okay. them out. I'm just saying, though, it's, there's a lot of content being produced. It's not all great. I, d- I just don't want to oversell that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff, but there's also there's, there's some mediocre and some not so good stuff. So it's just, like I said, it just requires a lot more time, a lot more thought, and a lot more research to find what you're looking for in terms of your entertainment content. Because mm-hmm. there is a lot. I mean, it's hard. It's hard for me. And I'm always studying. So if you're just a casual, like, you know, you have a nine to five and you just need to escape for a couple hours and you haven't really thoroughly researched this, it's got to be overwhelming because there's so much on different platforms and it's just, it's a lot. It it's really is. It's hard it's to, to, to wrap lot. your head around uh, everything. Here. But it's so- the way, this is the way, we're not going back to the old model. This is it. This is, this is normal. This is the new normal. And any ideas even beyond November? Well, I, mean, I imagine we'll see more well, streaming no, services out there. We are. I mean, the big two that are coming are Apple TV and Disney Plus, and then there's some others. You know, like the NBC Universal could be huge mm-hmm. because you're talking about franchises like The Minions, you know, Fast and the Furious, oh, and yeah. all these studios, yeah. and all the studios have back catalog. I mean, it's 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 kind of like. You know, it's kind of like someone went to a blockbuster and just cut it up in small pieces. Because <laughs> you have all these studios who have great back catalogs, so that's going to be the foundation. And then they all have the ability, they're all in the business of producing content, so then they're going to produce new content and try to acquire some content. So it's a great time to be a filmmaker and a content creator because someone's going to, because that's the million-dollar question. It used to be hard to produce a movie because there were only so many screens at a movie theater. Now, as a filmmaker, the odds of your project getting picked up are even better now because everyone just needs, even if you, because they just want to have content sitting. You know, even if it's not the content they're pushing, like mm-hmm. Netflix does a great job of that. Netflix, they'll, they'll promote about 10% of their stuff, but there's 90% of the stuff that's just there. <laughs> so you can just pick and choose, <laughs> like, that they never even talk about. It's all kinds of crazy stuff. So, it's a, it's a great time to be a content creator. It's a great time to be a filmmaker. There are lots of platforms, lots of opportunities, and so that's the that's the win. Wow, that yeah. is uh, start writing, start shooting. Yeah, this conversation <laughs> is just beginning, Sean. It's just the beginning, just, just the, beginning. the beginning. And uh, we know you and Russ are going to stay on top of this. And we're let trying us know. to, man. It's it's a it's, it's a- really complicated. But I mean, if you were to add up all these different services, like if you wanted, I think if you wanted everything right now that's available, it's, it's about a buck fifty. 150 bucks for everything that you that's you know, available for want? every service is available right now that you really, really, absolutely have to have. Of the major streaming services, if you got like this, like if you just want to be that guy or that woman and be like, I got everything. Instead of one payment for two hundred, you got a dozen payments That's for one fifty. A lot of different payments. <laughs> a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of different payments. So we'll see. But like I said, the the big launch is Disney Plus. We'll see. I, I'm also what really interests me is the Academy and streaming services and how they're gonna how they're gonna square this thing. You know, I don't know how it's, it's, it's I think I think it's gonna get uglier before it gets better. But this is gonna would be, they create another category? People have talked. That's a great question. People have talked about that, especially Steven Spielberg. Um, we'll see. Uh, 
they're not really fond of creating new categories. And before they create a category for streaming, there's a couple other categories that they probably need to explore first. I've always been a big advocate that they need a comedy category and they also need a, a stunt person category. I think those are needed way before we get into the streaming thing. They're just going to have to figure out what the new model for seeing movies is all about. You know, the theatrical model, yeah, it's existed since the early like, 1910, 1915, mm-hmm. 1920s. It just doesn't, you know, it doesn't it doesn't exist like that anymore. So I think they're just going to have to come to terms with that. But there's no denying that a lot of these feature films that the streaming services are producing are just as good as what the studio systems are producing. So it's going to be it's going to, like I said Netflix has four or five big it's going to be a big fight this year. Mm. This this could be the deciding year. We'll see. They almost did it last year with Roma. We'll see what happens this year. Yeah. But the Academy will have to come to grips with something because there's so many streaming providers out there producing original content and they're producing feature films and documentaries. So we'll see. Like I said, the the documentary the Obama's executive produced is going to be in play for an Oscar this year. So we'll see. And wow. Netflix has done well with their documentaries. Mm-hmm. You know, they they they've won Oscars in the documentary category, but the feature film is that's the sexy category. That's best picture is the big fight. Gosh. They came real close last. I actually thought Roma was going. I didn't particularly enjoy Roma, but I thought it was going to win best picture last mm-hmm. year. But that Netflix affiliation, I believe, hurt it. If Roma hadn't been a Netflix movie, it definitely would have won best picture. But we'll see. I mean, they have the Irishman. I, I don't know. That's gonna be tough. Wow, this gonna be tough to beat. So we'll we'll see. They got you know. We we know this. We love our movies. Yes, we love our good content. Yeah, and you gotta remember, these platforms are global. This is not just an American thing. See, I, I think we get lost on that sometimes. Hundred percent. This thing is global because you can like, you can download Netflix in Paris. You can down download Netflix in Moscow, Beijing. So the audience is global. It's it's not. It's it's not American, you know. It's we're just a fraction, you know, of the <laughs> of the wow. subscription base. Yeah, so that makes a big difference too. Yep. And I, I think ultimately, as this thing becomes more global, that's gonna that's gonna change the type of content that's available. Because you got to remember, there there's some places out there that make far more movies in Hollywood. They make a lot of movies in India. They make a lot of movies in China. They make a lot of movies in Nigeria. So this thing could, you know, the shift's gonna become even greater. And the definition of the type of movie is going to change because, you know, before we look at movies as domestic and international, I think as this streaming thing grows even more, we're going to lose the international thing. It's just going to be movies. Just movies. Just movies. Movies. Just Worldwide. Movies. Yeah, it's global. It's it's so global wow. right now. Yeah, that's Gosh. the thing. This is, this is a, we live in a global society, which is, it expands, it expands everything. And it's gonna, it's gonna, it will, it's gonna change the game on the types of content and what people like, and you know, these streaming services are gonna cater to the bulk of what people like, and because this is going global, it's gonna change the dynamic just a little bit. Wow, this is amazing. It's an amazing world, Sean. I can't thank you enough <laughs> That's with, fun. Your, with your insight. Uh, I mean, uh, I think what we learned here yeah, is that questions. when things, things yeah. come on uh, no, November. Probably going to have to do a little work, do a little homework on what you want. You're going to have to definitely, no, my advice to anyone out there listening, you're definitely going to have to do homework. I mean, and there are a lot of different price points and price breaks. So definitely do your homework. I mean, you can get ads, no ads, monthly subscription, yearly subscription. But the main thing is just look and see what type of content each platform provides, because that's going to be the key. And I know that's hard because people don't, 
really they don't know the difference between the studios and mm-hmm. and so it, it makes a little more it makes it a little more difficult because everybody thinks every animated movie is made by Pixar and that's right. not true. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where we're at. That's a mm-hmm. testament to Pixar. But that's for sure, it's just not the way it works. So yeah, you're definitely going to put some time and some thought and some research into it. I know that doesn't sound fun. Homework never sounds fun. Exactly. But you definitely want to do your homework before you start subscribing to certain streaming platforms. Or you find yourself with a hundred seventy-five dollar bill. So you better. Or choose, even more. Right. <laughs> so choose wisely. <laughs> Box World film critic Sean Edwards with us here on Signal Hill. Sean, great to see you as no, always. You, really you. appreciate your time. Uh, you can find Signal Hill on wherever your podcasts are found. Uh, we've got them on our website at foxworkkc.com. Not only Signal Hill, but all the several other podcasts that you can uh, listen to. Whether uh, Well, just go over there. Just look at it. Fox4KC.com <laughs> slash podcast. They're all there. Check them out. And they're all great. Uh, also, if you'd like to be notified of a podcast, you can go to the, uh, Facebook and you can uh, like Fox 4 Podcast. When you hit the like button, you'll be notified whenever we drop a new uh, episode, whether it's uh, Signal Hill or It's a Date or uh, Getting Comfortable with Mark Alford. So we've all got them there, and you'll be notified there. My thanks to Mike Simpson, uh, who helped us uh, direct this uh, episode here of Signal Hill. All right. Mike's a big movie fan and a sports fan. And again, thanks to our Fox 4 film critic, Sean Edwards. I'm Nick Vassos. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.